What is going down, everyone? It's time for MojoBreak.com, The Hype, episode 301, fresh off 300. Hope you guys enjoyed that show. We thoroughly enjoyed doing that show. I think it was a great time, and thank you guys for tuning in and all your comments. That free break will be happening on 302 for you guys, so uh, get those comments going. If you guys want to get into that free break, uh, jump in on the conversation over at our Facebook group called the hype so join in we love you guys commenting on it i think people's uh, favorite segment was guess that price and you know that thing does come back and and we love doing that on this show for 301 we're going to talk this week of the hobby the new releases that are coming out immaculate collegiate 2023 uh we've got merlin soccer we've got archive signatures we're also going to look at 2023 bowman chrome which is around the corner which has uh, some new first Bowmans that you wouldn't have never thought would have first Bowmans. So that's kind of interesting. We're also going to do preseason overreaction for football as the hype builds for football. We've been ripping national treasures like crazy. Uh, we're going to get into that. We're also going to talk about some negativity in the hobby. Is it good? Is it bad? How do you guys view the negativity in the hobby? Uh, C-Rad, national treasures has been absolutely insane. Do you think the um, momentum is going to grow even more as we head into the season with National Treasures? Thousand percent, thousand percent. It's like it's like like last year we were talking about it was perfect timing with Select coming out right before the season. This is like perfect timing for National Treasures to be coming out because that stuff is flying like hotcakes, man. Can't keep it on the shelf, and like people people are clamoring for football cards and football products right now, and it's just like. I feel like we don't have we nobody feels like they have enough right now. It's, 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 people are gearing up for the season. I mean, Cody, what are you seeing? I mean, I think we've got, what, four, four or five quarterbacks that are really selling, and, and unfortunately, they're all not going to be great. I mean, we know that with odds. Uh, but Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter, Brock Purdy, Kenny Pickett, even um, I'm probably forgetting one or two here. Um, any any guys that you, you feel are in a great situation? Obviously, Brock Purdy's in a good situation. But, um, I mean, what do you think of, like, Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter for I mean, National Treasures? I guess I'd lean Ritter. Uh, and, yeah, you're right, C-Rad. Like, if this came out in – april or may would we like normal it, yeah if it came out like normal would we even care about desmond ritter and sam howell with the same energy probably not and also there would be a lot of like oh what are the falcons gonna do with the draft what are these teams gonna do in the draft it could ruin everything there might be qbs we might be more into like maybe malik willis or something but i think yeah it's it totally changes the game changes the landscape of how we rip this how we collect this i guess yeah i would lean towards desmond ritter I know there seems to I, I feel like I could be wrong. I feel like it's Sam Howell that is taking the the momentum towards being that, I guess, third guy here in the 2022 draft class among QBs. I think it, I think it's still Ritter. Yeah. Number three. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like the, the hobby. I love. think it should be. Um, so you're saying is it clearly Purdy then Pickett or is it Pickett then Purdy? What do you guys think? I'm talking to from, from not the, only you from guys in the room, but from, from the from the listeners. It's here. Purdy then Pickett. It's Purdy, yeah. But all right, here we go. I'm gonna make a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna B -U -T. make UT. I'm, I'm gonna make folks in, in this room mad. One folk in particular, looking right at him. Uh, I think it's gonna be Pickett number one by the end of the season. Well. Uh, week one is going to be somebody's going to be upset and we're going to talk about overreactions later on in this show. <laughs> There's going to be an overreaction from one of those guys. You've got Pickett going against Purdy. You've got the Niners traveling to Pittsburgh yes, week one and um, they're both going to be on display. So yep. um, unless it's like a shootout 45 to 48 game and they both play really well, I don't think any of them can. One of them is going to have a horrible game. Um, I mean, 
Pickett going against probably the best defense in the league. I don't know how that's going to work out for him. So um, maybe don't overreact with your picket cards week one. Um, that division is kind of tough, though. I mean, you got the Bengals. Uh, you got the Ravens. I mean, the Browns are better, too. I mean, I don't know. I, th- I, I think the Steelers are maybe the third best team in that league. In don't, that division. I would say don't overreact in general to that game because that is what everybody is going to do. If this game was week 10, no, there would not nearly be the same amount of hobby hype around this thing. Uh, it is perfect timing. Like with the release of NT, just it'll be what? At that point, about four weeks, just only a month old since we've been ripping that. Uh, there's other 2022 releases, I think, still on the calendar. Flawless the for sure. Week. Yeah. So there's still other releases. But yeah, if this is like a week 10 matchup. All of that momentum has has not died. But like you have a clearer picture of those two guys. So there's going to be some rash decisions. So I think either way, <laughs> uh, I guess the only thing I'd say is like if one of the two balls out, then yeah, if you want to make a sell right there, go right ahead. But don't panic sell because it's like, I got to get what I can for Pickett or Purdy because, no. oh, my God, they threw four picks. And Best case scenario, they both have a good game. Yeah. That's what I mean. You almost want like one of those uh, Chiefs-Bills games where it's like down to the end of the wire and they're both slinging the ball well and it's just the whoever had the ball last wins. That's kind of what you hope for if you have both of them. Um, but we'll see. You know, it's something to keep in mind and, and obviously with flaws around the corner, which, you know, we're going to talk about 2023 uh, football class. I feel like nobody's really ready for that class. Uh, obviously with the three quarterbacks that are not, um, you know, signing for Panini, it also puts a damper on that as well. Um, but we'll get into that with this week in the hobby. I wanted to kick it off by talking about the squeaky wheel getting the grease. I'm talking about negativity in this hobby um, and, and, and having different perspectives on negativity in the hobby. I think it's, you know, buyer fatigue on a lot of this stuff, um, you know, with the changes with fanatics coming in, with Panini changing the way they do business. Um, you know, with redemptions, all this stuff, you know, and even I think what spurred this conversation is there was a female breaker out there that got a lot of hate um, and not just because it was a hobby related. It was more of a personal attack type thing. And, you know, that kind of sucks. But I mean, from a business standpoint, I look at it like I want the negative comments. Call me fat. Call me whatever on my feed, because that's all that's doing is helping the algorithm of my Instagram post. So whether good or bad, it's still helping. So um, sometimes those go into full blown hundred comment replies, you know, and that's then you're you're viral on stuff like that. But I think I wonder if customers or people in the hobby see that and they get turned off from the hobby or it makes them more interested, more like a soap opera type thing. So it's it's, it's interesting to dissect because there's just a ton of negativity. And like I said, there's probably a hundred times more positive but people don't really post the positive stuff. They go after the negative talk. That's what a lot of our shows based on the hype. I mean, we're not that negative, but I mean, negative stories are what people like to hear. I mean, so what do you guys think? I mean, is it is it something that's getting worse in your mind in this hobby? Is it is it normal or is it is it, you know, just something that you just don't pay attention to? Uh, I, I guess I'll, I'll start here. I, I I mean, I think in general it's something i try to tune out to a point obviously um let's just start with this first of all yeah you mentioned that yeah there's there are uh, a growing number of women in this hobby something that i think when i started out here a few years ago yeah it was uh you know it's it's still is still the 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 uh, you know whatever whatever yeah it's exactly that's what i'm trying to look for Uh, the percentages are still very very skewed to men but things have changed a lot 
in the last few years as this hobby has grown. That is a good thing. It should be seen as nothing else other than it's a good thing that the hobby is getting more diverse, not just in terms of gender, but in terms of racial diversity and everything. It's getting a lot better uh, over the last few years. There's still work to be done, but obviously you are going to have a clash of maybe folks who have seen the hobby in a certain way and have or or just are stuck in their basement or their computer and don't get outside and if they were even near uh you know anyone who was any woman that they wouldn't know how to act (laughs) so they have to let it all out on the internet so i'll just throw that out there that is just completely crosses the line there's no place for that zero to to sexism racism literally zero place for that you can be mad at the brands you can be mad at the companies you could say i don't like the direction the hobby's going in that is all fair and good and look freedom of speech it's the first amendment baby there's a reason for it you can be upset with how the hobby is going that is all fine and well uh yeah where you crosses the line is where you, you know it's it's it gets into the place where you have to use uh, sexism, racism. You don't want to have to say that stuff, and you don't want to have to, you know, you don't want to have to deal with that stuff. And that's but where sticks and stones, right? Sure. At the same time, I guess, and it's easy, you know, so me as a white dude, it's easy for me to say <laughs> sticks and stones. But I think if you are, uh, again, if you're a woman in this case, uh, you're going to be throwing stuff at you that we we don't get thrown at us. Like we can we can bounce back at somebody, and then. They say, well, you know, whatever, I don't like you, blah, blah, blah. They're not going to throw more sort of uh, pointed remarks at us that I think would hit a little differently. So, uh, yeah, I guess I at mean, the same it, time, it, don't, don't feed the trolls. I think is a thing. It's, a, it's kind of a blanket statement. If you're on the Internet, if you've been on the Internet a long time, that's something we all kind of know. Um, easy to say sometimes when, especially when stuff gets real personal. So, but it is something I've always tried to employ. I see a bad comment, unless it's something I know I can come back with. That's kind of harmless. Uh, I, I genuinely, generally mute it or I just pay no mind. Don't feed the trolls. But isn't there an aspect as a business side of it? And if you do reply, then you're just helping your own algorithm as well. Right? So it's like, maybe you're feeding into that troll and you're showing some strength and I, I can't. I agree with you there. I can't put myself in a position of of of, of a female in a male-dominated industry, um, where you're trying to gain your respect, right? I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying respect wasn't given, but like, I'm sure you feel challenged coming into that situation and trying to uh, prove yourself in a sense, and you know, to deal with comments that have nothing to do with anything that you're working at. You're opening cards, and then somebody's talking about your looks or your you know your uh your dialect and all these other things that became negative comments it's probably challenging and we and you you see the comments back but like i'm also like is that helping the algorithm at the end of the day the brand is out there and more people are seeing it and more people are coming to that person's defense is feeding the trolls and i'll ask c-rad because i know you feed the trolls is feeding the trolls um is that does that make you look better or worse? You know what I mean? Because I think in certain instances it does make you look better. Yeah, I was. <laughs> it's a very delicate balance, right? It's like um, engaging in internet wars. It's a very, it's very tricky. Um, I think in some instances it could make you look better. Some instances, obviously, like it's just like, man, you would have been better off just not even saying anything. Um, what I'll add to the the conversation in general is that as our hobby 
and as this you know industry grows um as we've seen with everything else like um, once we start getting these chat rooms with thousands of people and the 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 comments are coming in heavy that at that point there's nothing really you can there's nothing really you can do because there, there's just going to be a, a percentage of those people that are just going to be jackasses so yeah i would say definitely you would you definitely gotta as we grow i think you gotta grow a tougher skin and and what what a lot of like uh, what i get a lot from like especially listening like somebody like joe rogan is like maybe sometimes you don't like if you're somebody who is very very sensitive to that type of thing is like just don't even look at any of it you know what i mean but like i i think you're right it, it can help if you do respond and like if you're like if you engage them but not like but not it's but not like a higher road type yeah of yeah and how take a higher road like, but not you don't or, respond you know. like in a like not necessarily responding and also negative with negative right but responding maybe with even with love that 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 not only are you like engaging the algorithm at that point like, like adding to the adding to that but then like you know you're not you're not also making yourself look like a fool by being super negative as well yeah and i and i think that you know and i get it in our social media landscape where everything it's all you know content it's king whatever you want to say all these buzzwords all these buzz phrases that it can be easy to be like well we gotta like you know oh god we have 700 comments on this post but it's all back and forth <laughs> throwing bars at each other negativity <laughs> you don't want to have to then go to the you know let's say to the national next year and suddenly you go from you know let's just make an example we go from mojo break respected breakers in this industry for since 2010 to oh those are the guys who always you know get in it get into it and they always throw barbs and like uh, like oh those are you don't want to mess with them like they're just gonna they're just gonna troll you or something like that you don't want it to become that you don't want suddenly your entire reputation to change where I know the again I'm, I'm throwing a lot of old phrases a lot of cliches I shouldn't do that but the all press is good press yeah I just don't believe in that that is that is not true yes yeah, it, it could be true for like a bit it could be true for a while oh my god our name's all over the place uh look i'll throw it out there the, the we have a very popular video of us saying platinum car breaks they ain't no good and the, a lot of people were talking about them for a while and i would venture to guess all of that press was bad <laughs> and it's and it's and it is not and they would say no it was bad period it's not good press i don't care that anyone's saying our name so it is you there's a fine line like c-red said you can be playful about it you can also say hey Look, that may be how you feel. We're gonna keep doing our business, uh, and I and I think you do have to do that. You have to be very careful about the things you put out there, especially if you're representing a business. You're representing, uh, if you're on your own personal account, and you're representing a business uh, or your work or your employment. Like you have to be very careful. I think you can. You want to. You don't want to sound unnatural like a robot, but yeah, and it, and it's hard. And I put put the business hat back on. I mean, you see other breakers in this industry that have a lot of negativity i mean look at our uh our triple logo man poll and there's 300 and so comments and it still grows to this day um but there was a breaker that was mentioned that it was like we're glad that they did not pull this card and you guys know what we're talking about but like they've almost built their brand on finding that fat fine balance of negativity and positivity right so it's almost like in, a, in an internet world nice guys finish last sometimes i don't know is it better to be controversial maybe i don't you know but you also have to like from our standpoint like you said we've had this this character for 10 12 years 13 years now and you know you, you got to stay genuine to yourself too i mean i think if you start going off the rails and trying to be 
like negative on purpose or being sensational. Like you see so many sensational journalism and especially in this era of football that we're going through right now with the preseason, it's like whatever clickbait headline we can get. And yeah, I guess it works, but are you really being true to yourself at the end of the day? And I think that's the tough thing is trying to get those comments on wholesome content. I mean, somebody can go out and save five kids from a burning building and and we won't get any comments but you see some like a a a train wreck of sorts of and i'm not i'm just using that as verbiage that's where all the comments go right it's like the negativity you watch the news there's no like all like charity stuff it's all negative stuff so i think that translates into social media as well and you know if you see something if you're going on instagram and you see this post with this girl and there's 400 comments you're like i'm gonna go you know it's like almost natural reaction to start reading the comments that's what i did but then I was so thrown off at how much you know negativity was evolving in this hobby. Um, I think too, it's why. And again, I know this is a it's sort of a luxury for folks who can't always go to the national or to other shows. That's why it feels like going to those types of shows is such like a breath of fresh air a lot of times because it's like you're talking to people, you're off of a screen. And you're just talking to people. And even from my perspective of people that I'm like, is like where I'm like kind of like, eh, I don't know about that guy. Or like they seem inauthentic. They seem like they're just in it for the clicks. And then you actually talk to them and see who they are as a person. Yeah, and nobody's and it just usually changes as everything. Yeah, it's behind yeah. the keyboard. And it, and it gives you that perspective of like, the internet is not real life. Like it feels like it is a lot of times it dominates so much of our everyday lives. Like hell, I, I, I'd say... Most of us, a lot of us listening, or I, I can speak for myself, we sit in front of a computer and that's where we do our work all day. So it can feel so like all encompassing and it like it, suffocating at times. So it's nice to have those times where you go to shows or wherever or, or hell. In, or have your own communities like the ones that we have you know when we're ripping on youtube or on fanatics live or wherever where we're folks are talking and having a good time those are so refreshing well, and, also and the, it reminds you why you're doing this. it's the interpretation of text compared to a you know yeah. conversation in person body language and 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 um you know speech for that matter is so much more valuable than how you're going to interpret what somebody says in a text yeah. or on a break video for that matter where you're I'm not saying you're not in character on a break video, but you're not you're not what we're doing now on a break video. You're you're a little bit more a little amped elevated, up and hyped yeah. up, a little elevated. So, um, but I mean, what are some of the more funny comments? Like, uh, you know, you you go through Panini's like Panini's posting about Arch Manning, and they're like, you know, blah blah blah. We signed him to an exclusive, and you just go through it. It's like, where's my redemptions? 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 I um, almost I almost want them one day. Stops. I almost want them one day to be like, folks. They're not coming. Just, just get over it, okay? <laughs> oh, just, we threw that one away. <laughs> that one's gone. Sorry. Now that's the one time where I'll be like, "Go ahead, just go ahead and post some troll comment." That'd I mean, Dan always refers to it. He referred to it last week of the the Tom Seaver guy, and you know, rest in peace to Tom Seaver. The guy's got a Tom Seaver redemption, you know. And and let's let's face the facts at this point. It's probably not going to get signed, um, you know. So, but uh, we doesn't let him forget about it. You well, know, what's funny? I think I messaged you about it. Um, they pulled us. Um, on Fanatics Life, they pulled a Tom Seaver out of, uh, I want to say it was out Sterling. It was live or a redemption? It was, um, was it cut out on? Live. Oh, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> so I was like, don't show I'm, it to I'm, that guy. I'm hoping that guy's not watching this Fanatics <laughs> Live right now because they just pulled a Tom Seaver. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, and and that stuff does suck. I mean, feel, people do feel like they've gotten jibbed <clears throat> on some of their, you know, autograph redemptions that they're waiting for, and yeah, and, and some of them just don't get fulfilled. I mean, it's just uh, unfortunately uh, a part of the game with the uh, celebrities. But man, you go back, you go back to when the, you know, I remember you and Dan always talking about how like when the redemptions were first announced, it was like it's like a good, it's like it was like a good idea, good idea. It just it didn't probably pan out the way they thought it would. No. Yeah, and I'm actually uh, surprised. I'm going through uh, Tops Panini. I'm really not finding a lot of negative negativity. So maybe it was just all on uh, one of the posts about the breakers that we were talking about earlier. Um, I mean, again, I think that's where you see a lot of the negativity. I mean, I think the biggest one I see too as a breaker on our feed is great. All the good cards and all the good cases go to big companies, and me as a average Joe collector will never have an opportunity to get this card. And I don't know if that comes from a place of jealousy, um, but like you know, I think what people don't understand is a lot of these like people aren't buying these cases. People are buying spots sometimes at like fifty bucks. Um, I mean, somebody hit a twelve thousand dollar Brock Purdy for free from us. I mean, it was like there's ways to get into this hobby, and it's not like we're opening it for ourselves or Layton's opening it for himself. There's ways to be a part of this community if you want to. So it's not excluding anybody, but you see that comment over and over again of like, Oh, looks like another big logo man came from a big breaker, you know? And it's like, or then you go to the flip side and somebody pulls something out of retail and they're like, well, why was that in retail? You know? So like, it's just, you know, complaining to complain, I think sometimes and well, can't win. You no. can't win. You I'll can't just win. can I just uh, Dan's not here, so I think I have to uh, echo what I think his sentiment would be. Uh, the w- best way to avoid all of this, all the negativity, just don't post. Don't post ever. Don't ever post on social media, and you'll never have to deal with all of this negativity and all of this, all of the comments like that. So, well, you know, that's, that's not an option for a business. <laughs> I know. I just again. I had As to. Business, I had to. I had. I had to channel his energy here. I'm sure he would 100%. be like. I'm not doing it. For, I'm just for, as a personal, as, like if, as far as personal, if just for yourself, then yeah, like you don't. Have, yeah, yeah. Avoid it if if that's not your thing. But for a business, you gotta you gotta play. You have to. You have to play the game. I mean, here's one right here. There's. Um, I don't know if you guys seen this. Uh, Trout Otani photo where they had that uh, dual card, that dual signed card that got PSA'd, and it looks like Otani owns one. I mean, I'm just judging by the picture. I don't know who owns them, but Trout has one in his hand. Otani has one in his hand, and uh, his interpreter has one in his hand. Somebody was like on the post. So tops can figure out how to make more cards that majority of collectors can't afford to own, but I can't get a response about a card that I paid for two years ago. Way to have a pulse of the collectors. And then the cards were realized, just not the autos. I mean, but the funny thing about this is that the guys that signed the card are holding the card. So, like, Tops didn't, like, produce this card and not get it. Like, these guys signed the card yeah. themselves. And they're actually Trout's a collector. But mm-hmm. um, must be nice to be able to pay for PSA 10, scratch my head. Uh, Trout is really excited. He has kind of a – he's probably not excited because he's not been playing lately. But that's, that's besides the point. But, like – there's some funny stuff that you see on the internet. It makes me laugh. Um, so I don't ever take it too seriously. But when it comes to, want to just bring it up because I just felt bad for the breaker, female breaker that got personally attacked for just the way that she celebrated a card on camera, which was a natural reaction. I think, uh, but I think if you if you look into that that whole thing, um, they also they, they, the company that she works for posted it hers themselves too. How like she's she's just really unaffected, which is the which is a great. 
is which is the way yep. you got to take it right just like she's like super like whatever about it I was like cool man you guys are mad whatever yeah i mean you have to when you have a public facing company especially in media you know you automatically open yourself up to that type of stuff yeah. so you do have to you know it, you can be upset about it maybe off camera or off social media or whatever but yeah you kind of have to show that you you know uh stiff upper a stiff upper lip uh, if you're gonna be in this world, because yeah, the, they're gonna the trolls come out and they are relentless. And we're complaining about this. Imagine somebody in politics. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, somebody on politics that's posting something on Twitter on one side or the other. I mean, it's probably <laughs> oh, Lord. brutal. Please. <laughs> I mean, we're probably talking about the heinous of the most heinous. We're like, comments. we're talk, we're going 360 on that one. That's yeah. like a whole different crowd, a whole different animal, a whole oh, different beast. Yeah. yeah. So like, they're they're probably like, hold my beer on that. <laughs> yeah, you guys talk about sports. Man, what I would. What I would give to hear uh, complaints about Panini Redemptions in those posts. Yeah. Oh, man, oh, man. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's talk about a little bit about the, this week in the hobby. Immaculate Collegiate is out, and it is 2023. We just talked about 2022 at the top hour of the show here, beginning of the show. Um, but we've got 2023 Immaculate Collegiate, which is kind of a staple product. It's kind of a one of the first high-end football products of the year, usually. And, um, you know, you got your triple autos. you got your really nice patch memorabilia autos. Um, you know, the interesting thing to see is, you know, without the autos of Levis, without the autos of Stroud and without the autos of Bryce Young, how this thing is going to perform. Um, and maybe that is in a way a good thing because maybe the prices will remain affordable because there still is some great hits in there. There's still some great fat hits. Um, I mean, what do you think without opening this up yet? We're about to open some today. What do you think about Immaculate Collegiate? See, Red. Oh man, yeah, like you said, staple product, first high-end product for the draft class every single year. Usually, some really cool um, uh, collegiate patches, right? Re really amazing collegiate patches. I think, dude, there's so much confusion still in the in the marketplace and the hobby uh, amongst football collectors or guys that are just like maybe coming. In, you know, because there's a new group of collectors that come in every year for every new draft class. Um, there's people that are still buying these early 2023 products thinking that they can pull a Will Levis, Bryce Young, um, and C.J. Stroud auto. Right, because uh, you're not like Panini's going to be like, this box contains no Will Levis, Bryce Young, right, or right, C.J. Stroud right, autos. Right. right on the front so, of the box. So, so uh, my opinion on how this draft class draft class year is going to be is that it's still going to be a good one, especially because we can still pull base cards of those guys, right? One, especially like products like Prism is really going to help. Contenders and is going to Yeah. Contenders is going to suffer like, uh, like that. But I feel like coming off 2022 where we only had two quarterbacks really to chase for the most part of the year. And then, you know, towards the end of the year, people are starting chasing Ritter and Howell more towards the end of the year when they're realizing these are probably going to be the guys that are going to be starting next year. Um, but for the most part, we only were only chasing Kenny Pickett for most of the year, and then Brock Purdy when he started blowing up, right? Right. So, so I think the 2023 products um, with a stronger, quite possibly a stronger running back core. Um, um, you know, we still have some quarterbacks in there. Obviously, number three pick Anthony Rich, uh, Richardson's in there, and a couple other quarterbacks, um, Hennon Hooker and Stenson Bennett, and all these guys. Um, where I think it's going to be this, it's going to co come out to similar prices probably of 2022, which is a great thing because 2022 products were, like you said, af affordable for the most part of the, uh, for the entire year. So 
Some certain products like Prism are going to be insane though, because guys are going to want the Prisms of Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and, and Will Levis. But like other products where they where they don't have autographs, I think it's just it's going to be a nice balance. But it does suck because like right now people really don't understand that th- these guys, these three guys, are not going to be in these products. Yeah, and yeah, and then we want to let you guys know we're gonna you know we're we're transparent. We're not going to be like oh you may be able to hit a <laughs> C.J. Stroud. Maybe they put one in here. No. So, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's going to bring value to some of the base products. Obviously, their prism cards are going to do well. Um, contenders, I feel like they will figure out ways to make other cards. Probably, you might see contenders like short print base There's cards. There's got to be a base um, hit, a case hit or something. This case be. hits inserts to make yeah. up for it. Um, and Fanatics really hasn't done a lot in terms of using these guys yet. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of plan they have to get these guys in their products. Uh, that are going to be mainly collegiate because they don't have the license. Yep. So all part of the Fanini. Uh, Fanini. 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 I, I like just combined it. it. <laughs> I just combined it. Um, just take the P and make it an F. Uh, did we just see? Fan- did we just look into our crystal ball right there? What's Fanini. about to happen? Yeah. Fanini. No, just Woo. fun with Panini. Fanini. Fanatics. No. The the war between these two these two companies in terms of uh, trading cards. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna see any Fanini anytime soon. No, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna make memes like it's not gonna be like a Barbenheimer here where with the lawsuit. We're not gonna be combining their names as we uh, covered this lawsuit. Which would be better though? That's a good question. Would Fanatics be better or Fanini? Oh, Fanini Fanini. already. Fanini. (laughs) Listen the way it rolls off your tongue. It sounds fun. Fanini. Fanini. Yeah. Yeah. Fanatics, just put that F right in front of the P. Cross it out and put the F, just like gang war style. Cross it out and put a K. No. Um, But we also have uh, archive signatures this week as well, retired player edition. And uh, I'm staring at this uh, Willie Mays stamp usual. Looks like an on-card auto. That looks pretty sweet. Um, I'm I'm definitely interested in chasing that. Uh, The retired players has lost its luster over the years, so hopefully they'll – I mean, hopefully it, load it up a little bit, load it up a little bit more. I mean, you've got a lot of recent retirees and Derek Jeter. I mean, not recently, but, you know, he's going to carry it. Um, yeah. you've, you've, you've lost Hank Aaron, rest in peace. But he was a staple in those products. You know, Cal Ripken, these names that have been there every year. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping for to see like a Jeter, maybe like I know it's not going to be every case, but like if we can get a Jeter like one in every other case. That'd be nice for retired player edition because the active player edition is a very popular product. Six series like that stuff flies every time we have it, but retired player it, it, it takes a little bit. Yeah, it's a definitely an acquired uh, fine wine type of taste. It cl- clearly looks like they're being creative here. I mean, with that that Willie Mays Sam Musial is incredible, and clearly the autos from when they were much younger. Yeah. Uh, so you know they're obviously scouring you know wherever to to find some some rare gems. Yeah, it's in these buybacks. So that's I mean. Uh, good for them to, to find something like that. That is a really, really special card. Yeah, because like definitely Stan's auto got a little squiggly towards the end of the period. I mean, bless his heart. You know, he was still signing when he could, you know, he was at the end of the of the, of the um, time he had. And, you know, so that card does look great. I want to see if they have more stuff like that because I think this product needs something like that. Uh, I mean, maybe cool even duels. some relics. I mean, maybe some jumbo relics. Mm-hmm. They used to make this uh, back in the first years of museum. They used to have this thing called Titanic Threads. And it was like um, a lot of old school patches like but it was a huge patch with the nice pinstripes on it and stuff i don't know if that's something they could do price points good though if you want to get in i think personal boxes are around 79 dollars uh for a guaranteed encased auto of a player with yeah, obviously some chase yeah great price and we're gonna be ripping those on fanatics live as well as uh, our website mojobreak.com as well so wherever you get us we'll have that in stock uh what's this uh piedmont uh card here this uh 
Joe Boyle, 3.5. Yeah, Joe Joe Doyle. Half of 6.5. That's right. Uh, <laughs> half of 6.5 went for a 3.5. Uh, just had to throw it out there because that T206 Joe Doyle error card went up for auction Sunday night. It joins the Million Dollar Club, which what? I think uh, there are now how many Million Dollar Cards are there in this hobby now? I think we've reached what? Uh, ten, Almost 10. ten what makes 15? this one an error card? Uh, I think there's something in the back that uh, is misprinted. Uh, and it is, of course, the Joe Doyle in general is uh, that is the rarest card. It's more rare than the Honest Wagner. So uh, this is more one of the rare. Best yeah, actually more rare. Just not as sought after. No, not as sought after. Obviously, Doyle, not as much of a, you know, name, a, a name, not as much of a career. Uh, but yeah, uh, one of the best versions of this card ever. So I thought it was notable to mention another card joining uh, the million dollar club. Uh, but yeah, you asked me to make predictions and this is maybe a wild one. But what if in two years, you know, we said on if you guys listen to episode 300, we said, what is the prediction by the time we get to episode 400? How about cards going back in cigarettes? Is that a, is that a possibility, guys? I mean, you could see a guy outside of 7-Eleven smoking the Marlboro Red <laughs> and be like, I got a trout, you know, like, man, if that, that happens, times are tough. <laughs> if that the day that happens where I can go get a pack. Of, uh, you know, camels. Do they even make camels still? I Is think that still so. Thing? Yeah. Okay. They yeah. make every cigarette you've they ever still smoked do. in your life. Yeah. They're all they're the only business is still in business, even though a lot has changed. There's been a lot of ups and downs, but you can still get I it. I mean, the tobacco industry has probably kicked it around. They're like, maybe we'll oh, be yeah. able to, instead of $15 a pack, we'll go 25 uh, I like the I like the, okay, bouncing off that. Not good for once, the kids. No. Once the Mary goes legal and they start making packs like that at the, at the, the stores, and then you put, start putting cards in there. That's that's there a little bit go. more cooler, right? That's where you could do pop culture. Cards. That's a little bit more cooler, right? Yeah, yeah. Than, than cigarettes. First, I'm sure Snoop Dogg will have the first Bowman of 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 the uh, Mary Jane cards. Hell yeah! Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. If you really want to get the people to be like, who's this even for the kids anymore? <laughs> well, I mean, as long as that's specialized. By the way, the thing that makes that special is that it <clears throat> says that Joe Doyle is in the National League. He's a member of the Giants. That was not the case. He was an American League pitcher. And that is why it is considered six times rarer than a T206 Onus Wagner. Okay. 3.5 is the b- b- best. That's got, yeah. He's like one of the best ones known out there. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the best condition for, for wow. that card ever. So pretty incredible. Imagine what a 6.5 would go for. <laughs> man, oh, man. Five million. <laughs> I wonder how many of those cards are actually out there. I mean, I know we're really kind of honing in on the cigarettes, so hide your kids. Put your kids as, like, you know, earmuffs on here. But. You know what would be crazy to find a video from those times? I know there was early video, video back in there of what the guy did when he opened that up and he got that car. Did he throw it straight in the garbage? Did he put it in his pocket? Straight in the garbage. Probably you know straight like, in the garbage. You, know you open it now and you're just like throwing the trash in the trash can, right? The the, the wrappers and stuff. But there's no They're like opening up in the, the trash with the wrappers and and the card inside the but trash. But there's can. just advertisements in it now. There's no actual sports players. Yeah. Well, I know what, when I was reading some history about the, some of the cigarette cards, what would happen often is the kids once they caught wind that there were cards in there, the kids would just sit outside of like a drugstore, wait it, for the guys with cigarettes. And they'd be like, can we take those? And they're like, yeah, fine. I don't need this. It's just a, it's a piece of junk. Man, and, and those kids from 1900s is like ro- raking it in now. Exactly. They probably threw them away. Their moms did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like, yeah, why do you, why do you have these stack of they're like paper? They're like 129. They're like, I'm, I got a million bucks. I mean, that could have been someone's inheritance. There could be somebody living off of some old T206. I mean, I'm watching a, pa- a pack of cigarettes from 1909 being opened right now. Um, the cigarettes did not make it. 
to the test of time. And I don't even know if there was a card in this, guys. Maybe there was. Oh, wow. Smokes, literally. Do they just, like, evaporate or something? Does that yeah, yeah. The paper kind of evaporated yeah. to the point where the tobacco was just hanging out in there. Jeez. Um, but they were much smaller. That's why the cards were there. So the pack was the size, obviously, of the of, of the corporals. Like the, the, they didn't make the pack. Because now packs are almost the size of a regular baseball card. Let, which would, me, maybe what's where they were headed to. Let me ask you guys. You guys are baseball collectors. Is it a bucket list goal in life to own one of these? T2 cards. Man, that would be... Yeah, that might be one where I don't even need the best one. I think we have one around here somewhere. Yeah. You can get, a, you can get some of them for... But I mean, like, one of, one of the bigger names. I mean, is, is that one of your goals to own one in your collection? One of the bigger names. You know, sometimes those goals got to be realistic. I don't know if I don't know if an owner's Wagner's walking through these doors any day, <laughs> but... but right. Would I like to have, like, a cheaper T206? Yeah, absolutely. Like, a cheaper graded one, for sure. And the thing about the rarity of those, too, is that I'm sure if somebody like, so say 1909 and somebody somehow kept a carton of these laying around, probably by 1940, they were thrown out. They're not even yeah. thinking about the a value of a baseball card in any of these things. So that's like the rarity of even finding a o unopened pack that has a card in it. So it's just just crazy how this industry started. But yeah. um, let's talk even crazier things, maybe, is 2023 Bowman Chrome. Is around the corner, and you know Bowman Chrome is usually, um, you know, littered with a lot of international signings, um, which has worked out in the past, and in some years it's, you know, not worked out. But you know, I always go back to 2016 Bowman Chrome, and for you guys that are new to this hobby, there's three Bowman releases throughout the year. We've had 2023 Bowman, that's where Drew Jones is. 2023 Bowman Chrome is coming out, and then at the end of the year, you got 2023 Bowman Draft. Bowman Draft. Has a lot of your first-round guys. Most of the first-round guys are in that. And then your bigger names are held out for that following year of Bowman, which in this case would have been 2023 Bowman with Drew Jones. So that 2023 Bowman Chrome is usually kind of the one that's kind of left out in a sense, where it's like a lot of international signings that happen after the draft that don't get in Bowman. So it's kind of hit or miss. I mean, 2016, you have Tatis, Vlad, Soto. They kind of came out of nowhere. Everybody knew about Vlad at the time, but nobody was focusing in on Soto. Uh, not a lot of buzz on Tatis at that time, and you know, look how they've turned out. But this year's Bowman Chrome, and I don't know what format. I think they're using Hobby and probably HTA again. I don't know if there's going to be oh, a uh, Breaker Delight version. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm just going to straight up assume they're coming out with a new SKU this year. But they're adding in first Bowmans of legends, so guys that have never had a Bowman card. So you've got pictured here Roberto Clemente, first Bowman. Um. Are collectors going to like this? Are collectors, is this going to be a good thing? I mean, Clay from Tops, Clay Larashi from Tops, came out and said, this is going to be the first time you're ever going to see this, and it may be the last time. And especially if it's a first Bowman, they're not going to make the guy's first Bowman again. Right. So how collectible – let's just say they throw Roberto Clemente. They have Babe Ruth. They have some of these big names. How much value does this add to the product? And what do we think these cards are going to go for? I, you know what? We were trying to figure that out this morning of what these first buttons would go for. Uh, I was just about to look it up because I don't know the exact price. But let's just put out, like, the Babe Ruth first Bowman Super Fractor. Let's throw that out there. Would that outsell, say, a, like, what's like a, like, I don't want to go too high with the PSA grade. I don't know. PSA 1? Is that too low? Or PSA 2? Of like an actual Babe Ruth rookie card. I am assuming the rookie card still outsells it. And yet there's still a little part of it like, I don't 
No, if the super would actually outsell it, that would be insane if it did. And yet the fact that there's even a hint of doubt that it might tells me, yeah, I think these are going to be popular yeah. Uh, yeah. among baseball collectors. Yep. It's tough. I mean, it, it, you've, you're, you're kind of blending in two different worlds. You're also blending in two different type of collectors because if you go to the National, the guys that have the Babe Ruths and the Clementes, they don't have Wander Franco. They don't have Julio they got Rodriguez. Straight vintage. Yeah. They they keep it vintage. I mean, we're talking about like you know, you know, if you had to compare like somebody that likes Happy Days doesn't listen to Taylor Swift, right? It's combining those two worlds. <laughs> may not, may not. Like, if you if you're a Golden Girls fan, you're probably not sitting there watching Zac Efron, right? So it's like you know, it's like the it's two worlds that are combining. And I was Zac Efron. I don't know why that went first. I was trying to think of a very popular maybe 20 year old show someone like high school maybe like musical. jersey shore like jersey shore people aren't going to be watching golden girls or happy days actually they might or At charlie point, chaplin well okay there you go yeah charlie go back chaplin, a little farther yeah, yeah. There you go. or what yeah. was the uh the odd couple or something like sure. that right you know i think f- to your point what you're what you're explaining right now is that i i personally feel like modern collectors don't actually will appreciate this more because they're like, cool, Babe Ruth, first Bowman. But vintage collectors got to look at this and be like, that's some bullshit. <laughs> right, right, 100%. No, I, I 100% agree with you, which is why I'm saying, there. what would happen if, yeah, like, again, uh, again, a low grade, I, I still can't find the data on, like, what a PSA 2 might have sold for. But, you know, because, but, but a super fracture potentially because it's modern yeah. collectors pricing it I, out. I I like I would like to know how rare the regular base is of these legend legend hall of famers and legends. Two with um them saying that they're possibly may, may never be doing this again. We t- and I kind of mentioned this before off air. Uh, that means they would have to kind of include almost all of the biggest names in, of uh ever in the set if they're not going to do the set anymore. Right, but then you guys are, are you guys are saying that they should split it up, right, and and, and kind of space this this thing out. But if they're never going to do it again, then they need it. Well, I think that he mentioned that you're not going to see these names again. Okay, okay, if they put it in this set, they're, then you're never going to see them again, which makes but sense. I do like them. Like I said, you could be hit or miss on Bowman Chrome. You could totally be hit or miss. Is this a sign that they feel like this one's going to be a miss? I don't know. They have been doing new things. They throw tacos on cards now, so I mean, yeah. this is new things. I mean. Also, I'm, my mind is rolling, and you probably already guys know where I'm heading. Does this, does this mean like if they had a Bowman card in like 2000, does it, but it doesn't have the first Bowman on it? Right. Does that signify as they? Because you know, I'm like, if there's a Barry Bonds first Bowman, I mean, I don't know what the heck. Also, is going what on. about like, like iconic classic Bowmans like Mantle and Maze? Like those are their first Bowmans. Like they won't be in here. Right? Well, right, there had to have been. So I mean, we know that. Right now, there's a Roberto Clemente because they showed it. There's got to be a Roberto Clemente Bowman card, no? Sure, I would think. Um, I'm going to look that up. By right the way, now. Uh, a PSA 1 last sold of a Babe Ruth, the M101 5 him pitching card, uh, cigarette card. $30,343. Super Factor will absolutely sell for more than that. That would that would be insane. Uh, that would be, I, I don't know. I don't, that, that's a little high, so I don't think it will. But it I'm might saying, get close. I'm saying it goes higher than a PSA oh, one. Oh boy! Um, th- I want to add this too. I want to add this too. Since Fanatic has come in and taken over tops, within the last year, especially, 
I've noticed a big and I you know they've had some they've had some issues with in, ter- in terms of printing and all this and missing autos and all this stuff. But in terms of like pushing the envelope of giving us things that we didn't know we wanted and like actually being really good and well received by the hobby and things that people actually do want to collect, they've been doing a great job of that with almost every release that we're with because we're so used to every release because we've been doing it for so long that everything's just the same but they've they've done a great job of really adding things that are like wow okay frozen fractor and taco fractors and now like the first bowman legends and bowman chrome is like it's just like cool little things for each release that i i i'm gonna say i appreciate from fanatics top yeah i would love yeah the, the trying stuff new is 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 great i mean it's it's so, and you're not always gonna, and it's not always gonna, not hit. gonna it's not always gonna, gonna win. Hit. So, to your point, C Red, I feel like that after a few weeks of Topps Chrome, and I love Topps Chrome, it's what I collect the most, but it's ripping through a lot of that. It can feel like it can feel a little repetitive after a certain point where you're like, we're hitting a lot of the same picture autos, you know, we're not Brother. getting those big ones, you know, and you rip more of it than anybody else yeah. in this building, so you know it. I, I, and I, I think this year it's different because it's yeah. you're getting those radiating rookies. You're yeah. right. I think yeah. it's it's been way more exciting. It's, it's to rip. Little, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I don't know if you, uh, you, I thought you were gonna say about this year because I was like, I've done like seventy cases of Topps Chrome at this point. I finally hit my first Frozen Fractor the other day. Oh wow! And Jacob hit one before you. And he did yeah, less. I did. And, and <laughs> I finally hit a Frozen Fractor. And um, are they all zero or five? Mine was minus three out of zero. Oh, okay. But they I go think... down to minus five. Zero. Yeah, because yeah. the one I saw that Jacob pulled, I think it was negative five over zero. So they have negative five, negative four, negative three, negative yeah. two, negative one. So that that goes to show like that that stuff like this legit rare, you know? Yeah, that's which crazy. is which was fun for me because I was like, damn, yeah. seventy cases in, I'm still pulling stuff I haven't seen yet. Uh, yeah, it keeps it fresh, right? Um, well, we're getting short on time. You can catch us on Fanatics Live here soon. I'm getting ready oh, for yeah, today's yeah, show. Right. Can I mention before we move on? I yeah, have to mention absolutely. it. Uh, the obviously there's some big prospects in here. Joe Andrew Vargas. Uh, the I think it's uh, the Dodgers um, always have a guy. In yeah, uh, Maya Brandon Maya of the Yankees is the top international prospect. We don't know Ethan Salas if he's in here for the Padres, but he's 17 years old and he's the fifth ranked prospect in all of baseball. Isn't there already. skeins too? People are trying to clamor potentially. For yeah, but he'll he, he'll be wait. They'll wait. For but he's Bowman. he's not drafted yet, correct? No, he has been drafted. Oh, weird. it'll be the Bowman Dodgers? draft. Hell yeah, it'll be Bowman draft for skeins. I imagine, and Dylan Cruz will probably be pushed for Bowman, I'm but. Deaf. What I wanted to actually mention is talking about the legend stuff. We've mentioned all these baseball players. We know tops, uh, tops announced at the industry conference in March. Tom Brady, Bowman's. Oh yes, baseball. You that. Is it gonna be in here? He would either be in Chrome or Draft, right? He wouldn't be in regular Bowman because he wasn't. It actually... might be Draft because it's an Expos card when he got drafted. Right? Yeah. So, Could be. Um, but also, you know, you got me thinking too that you're mentioning that before we move on. The choice might suffer then. If these become a huge hit and choice comes out and there's no base whatsoever, it's just the autos, you know, you're not going to be able to sell, like, the Pirates for as much or, yeah. you, you know what I mean? So we'll have to see how that plays out. Are because, they going to make a Breaker Delight version? I was going to say, Breaker Delight. Choice is, goes for way more than Hobby because people just want the autos. But if there's first Bowman Legends, now it, it adds value to the Hobby. Like, again, they're, they're finding ways to add value to the yep. stuff that people don't normally want. Yep. All right, let's get into some NFL preseason overreactions. Um, it's not an overreaction that Trey Lance flat out sucks at football. And uh, oh. if you're holding on to some 2021 Trey Lance. Trey area. I would try to move it while you still have some time. Um, I was a complete and utter Trey Lance lover last year. Had the jersey, believed in the kid. Um, just he's not there yet. And, and you know what? 
Not saying he won't ever, but for the 49ers, he will not have a snap for the 49ers this year. That's my maybe a prediction, bold prediction. Um, but, yeah, it is that time, and I just kind of proved the point that people overreact. I just totally overreacted on that. <laughs> um, but, As an outsider, I would say for if you're a 49er fan, you better hold on to your quarterbacks, brother. Sorry, hold on to Sam all Darnold, the quarterbacks Brandon that you Allen. have. Yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of them now. We learned our lesson. We learned our lesson. Um, my boldest prediction, and maybe it's not too bold, Anthony Richardson, rookie of the year, awesome. also playoff bound for the Colts. Love that guy. Whoa. Playoff bound. Playoff wow. bound. What's their division again? They have the, the Jaguars, They ain't going right? to beat the Jaguars, but I think they'll get in uh, wild, wild card. I mean, you got the Texans probably rebuilding. Texas, I don't think Texans is going to be as Titans. good as people think. And Titans. I mean, you, you don't know if it's going to be Tannehill, Malik Willis, or Will Levis, and they may all start this year. I, I love the rookie of the year prediction. Um, I don't know if they make the wild card, though. That's tough for me. I mean, after seeing, you know, and I've had this, this overreaction with um, – God, uh, Taj Boyd, because he was such a great personality. But after seeing Richardson at the uh, premiere with you and how cool he was. He was super cool. Also hearing some good stories about um, him from other rookies, I was like, I really think this kid's good. Dude, he was the biggest player at the, at the rookie premiere event. And then, like he's as big as any of the, the linemen or, or defensive backs that they had there. I'm like, what the heck? This guy is hell of... Yeah, I mean, he didn't have a great first game, but he had a pretty solid, like, 10-yard run that was on tape yeah. as well. Um, I think he's going to be good. He's who's number good. four over here on the right? Is uh, that Dalvin Cook? Newest, the newest member of the New York Jets, Dalvin which, Cook. Which, that's a perfect segue. Thank you. Besides besides my Raiders, I got Jets winning the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> and that's not a hot take. You had them last you wanna, year. You want to know what, ha- what my hot take is? The Chiefs are not going to make the playoffs this oh. year. Okay. Here he is, folks. I will agree with you if Mahomes gets hurt. The number one hater, the <laughs> Pat no Mahomes bias. hater. That's why. That's just what I think. Dude. No well, who bias. Who comes out of the, the West? Wearing then, besides, you say the Raiders. Who comes out of the West? Is there another wild card team in the West? Yeah. Who wins the West? You know, I, I give it to the. I give it to the maybe the donkeys. I don't know. Come, the you know. Broncos. <laughs> You got Sean Payton now. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Russell Wilson looked terrible in preseason again. I know Russell. it's preseason, but. Listen, I got three futures bets for the Super Bowl this year. The most confident one, I, I put I put some money down on the Jets. I'm, I, I watched both episodes of Hard Knocks already. I'm loving what I'm seeing. I'm entertained. I'm on the Rodgers bandwagon, especially in that, that Jet Green. Uh, they just signed Dalvin Cook, which is awesome. Um, it looks like their only issue is the same issue that they had last year, which is if you watch the second episode, it's, it's their, their line, their offensive line. Um, the, their motivation to play, that's that's the question mark. But other than that, I also got a super, super features bet on the Raiders, of course, just for fun, and then um, also on the Rams. I just thought of something. Whose house? This is kind of a little off topic, not really. Uh, do you think that, like, Vegas, the, all the people putting in the odds at Vegas kind of put a little, you know, kind of a little whisper into the ear of HBO execs of, like, hey, look, uh, don't put too – like, how? Wh- when is the last time there's a really good team on Hard Knocks? There's never been, like, an awesome Super Bowl contender team on Hard Knocks. There's also never been, like, an absolutely abysmal bottom-of-the-barrel team. Last year, I guess I don't know you could if say I'd with say the Lions. A Super Bowl contender, but, I mean, they're a good team. Probably no, that's what I'm saying. There's, uh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying they never have, like, the Bills or the Chiefs this year, or they won't have, like, the absolute worst team in football because they want those middle ground teams where they're, like, that Hard Knocks effect where everyone watches go, you know what? 
the Jets are going to be good. The Jets are going to win the Super Bowl. Put my money on the Jets, baby. They're going all the way to Vegas to play the Super Bowl. And every year, there's the hard knocks effect where all these people get hyped up and they put a bunch of money that is just going to vanish by the time the Super Bowl comes I around. That, yeah. that's, I think, what, that's my conspiracy. I, I think that's 100% true. Yes. But um, for me personally, watching a lot of the Jets games from last year and then knowing that they – I think I said on this on the podcast earlier this year – but like when there was rumors that obviously Rodgers wanted to go to the Jets, I was like, oh, I was already salivating. I was like, <laughs> I can't wait to put my futures, you know, because it's like it's a fun bet, right? It's Granted, just like, yeah, the Jets are uh, probably the best. This version of the Jets is probably the best team they've had on hard knocks. Yeah, th- this is this is this is the and this is the best chance for the franchise landing Rodgers and getting Dalvin Cook. This is this is their if they're gonna win it, it it's gonna probably be this year or next year. Well, I mean. If they go against the Niners, you know who is Aaron Rodgers' daddy. Let's just say four straight outs. Four straight playoff outs. Not against your former coach. Um, I would be thrilled if it's Niners Jets. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Listen, you guys, you guys haven't seen it yet, right? The second episode or first episode. I haven't seen it. I have to watch it. Watch the second episode. It's crazy because they have like a um, like a mind therapist consultant come in and then like he he brings in uh, down one of the players and he's like. What, just give me your prediction. What do you think? Who, who do you think you're going to be playing in the Super Bowl? If you just had to say. Like, this guy was predicting everything, right? And then the, the Jets player was like, probably the 49ers. He's like, give me a score. What, how, how much are you guys going to win by? Uh, it's probably 31-21. And he, like, flips over the board that he already he already had made. <laughs> Niners, Jets, 31-21 on the back. Here's a, here's a that said Niners. Rodgers right. bringing no. in his hippy-dippy magic incense <laughs> darkness <laughs> retreat DMT. BS. Yeah, no. Dude, if, on, you, if you guys watch it. Oh man, he's he's about as normal as you can get. Oh no, yeah, I've I've been in Aaron Rodgers. I mean, especially his his teammates are like on the first. Episode, oh no, like, they love him. He goes on the yeah. mic. He's like, dude, Aaron Rodgers. Everything they say about him in the media is not true. And like you think these are his new teammates, right? So he's probably you know it's probably a honeymoon period, but still like from what I when I what you watch it's like he seems pretty cool. Yeah, and I think Aaron Rodgers needs motivation. It was one of the reasons why they drafted Jordan Love there. But I think this new motivation is going to be good for um, his career and his season here. Um, But, yeah, that's all we got for today's guys. Uh, If you have any bold predictions, put it on the hype community. Also, make sure you join um, any of our breaks. Mojo Break, if you're itching to get in anything, whether it be Immaculate, Topps Chrome. We're getting really low on Topps Chrome. But Immaculate, Merlin Soccer. We've got more Pop Century. All this stuff going down, mojobreak.com. Also, you can catch us on Fanatics Live daily as well now. Getting in on some auctions. Currently only available on iOS, but it is going to be web-based very, very soon. So it'll be able to, uh, if you're international, you'll be able to get on that thing. As well as if you uh, have a uh, you know a kid phone like a droid, you can get on it on your PC as well. Jeez. So um, yeah, There's a few of you guys out there. Yeah, you can't defend himself. <laughs> nope. I know there's about five of you guys that have the droids. But, um, yeah, you can join us on Fanatics Live. Uh, also, follow us on MojoBreak underscore com on Twitter and Instagram to contribute to the comments. And uh, thank you guys so much. We have the awesome, uh, the most awesome group of listeners in the whole hobby. So we appreciate you guys listening every week and uh, commenting. And you know, uh, Dell, we owe you a uh, tennis box from yeah. uh, from uh, you know going back and finding the the one episode where we didn't talk Bay Area, which was episode two sixty six. Wow, so, crazy! Yeah, dude. yeah. So we appreciate you on that one. Crazy. Um, I but gotta, I get a shout out for that for yeah, real. Heck yeah! Man. We almost made it on this episode. I want to say. Yeah, no. I mean, we were four guys started off. You guys started off talking about the Niners. Well, we talked like, about per- like national treasures. You have to talk about it, right? <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair so, all right, guys. We'll see you guys on the next show. Peace out.